Well, you're listening to this now, but uh, in five days from now, everybody, we're going to be at uh, doing a live show. Hey, everybody, welcome oh. to the Illuminati Podcast, episode 34, our Halloween spooktacular. <laughs> I just saw Jesse's mouth move, but your audio was cut. <laughs> we are doing, as we did last year, reader stories. So thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm very excited. There's some really good stuff in here, and I'm either making Jesse or Alex read this first one. Um, but before well, we get into before it, before we read it, yeah, exactly. Before we dive in, we got a live show in only a few short days. Come join us in Boston. Put a beer at one near us. Put a beer in yourself near us. At the won't say, the won't say, the once ballroom. Come join us in Somerville. Let's get crazy. Uh. Bring us your scary stories. We'll have some wacky stuff for you planned. Let's get just off the wall bonkers. Let's burn that place to the Come ground. Come with a Not story literally. or a relic or a beer. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that, you know, like that, that, uh, a relic ass, beer or gas. Good. We're story, relic, beer. Yeah. <laughs> That's our, I'm good with any yeah. of those three things. Hit me up. Yeah. Me too. And as always, since you gave me, you put me in charge of uh, some episode stuff, you know you're getting uh, a heaping dose of aliens. It's just going to be wacky town. It Come is. join it's us. Gonna You'll love it. Town. It's going to be super great. You'll love it. We've only done um, like two other live shows, and they were both like super fun. So I, They've I, been yes. such a good time. Yeah. Join us. Go check it out. Chiluminatipod.com. That's Chiluminatipod.com. You can go buy your tickets. And hey, you might even buy, be able to buy some merch over there at this point. There might be a hyperlink for you Ooh, to click on. Go look check for, it out. Look for John Wick himself. Right, John Wick recommends. <laughs> and then there'll be a little disclaimer at the bottom. He does not actually recommend. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, go John check Wick. it out. And if you're going to be at the show, there's going to be some exclusive merch there. We're going to got glow-in-the-dark posters, maybe some t-shirts. So uh, if you're going to come by, grab them while they last. Get we hope wild. To see you guys there. It's going to be super fun. But with that being said, hey, Jesse. Hey, Alex. Hey. Are you ready to read some Hello. spooky stories? Yeah. That comes right from the Chiluminati Pod, Chiluminati Pod subreddit. Shout-outs to those guys. They're all great. Yeah. All right. Our first story comes from the poster Gio Gio Passion. Oh, man. That sounds like Ooh. a Japanese oh. soap opera. <laughs> and it is called <clears throat> Victorian <laughs> Haunts. Boys, which one of you would like to take the reins on this one? I'll do it. All right. Oh, take okay. it away. As a young kid, I lived in a big semi-detached Victorian house with two siblings and both my parents. I was always considered weird and was definitely the kind of kid to drift off and play make-believe. That's nothing weird with that. First of all, nothing wrong with that. No. I played pretend all the time as a kid. That's I was normal. a Power Ranger well, every day. Normal I would vibes. still call you weird. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it checks out. Hashtag normal kid vibes. However, <laughs> I would lay awake at night and hear a hammering noise. It wasn't the typical noise of hammering nails into a wall, but chinking like a blacksmith working. I'm going to just edit Chong. that to clinking. Chong. We're going to just say clinking instead Chong. of chinking. <laughs> uh, you know what that is? The rickety yeah. rack of your parents' bed is going at it in the room over. Oh shit! Don't do that to don't do that to Gio 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 Passion. Dude, Gio it's Gio Passion. That's what he's named after. As I'm saying, the parents were having a little Gio Gio Passion of them of their own. Yeah, don't do that. I eventually got not. used to the noises and pushed it on the age of the house with my mom's encouragement. <laughs> your, mo your, mo your mom was just Yeah, like, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> it was the house, baby girls. The house. Get back to sleep. One night, I got up and was parched, so I went downstairs for a glass of water. 
My kitchen window overlooked my garden, and when I looked up from my glass, a man stood in my yard hammering. Ooh. Hammering what? He did not look at me nor acknowledge my presence in any way. He just carried on hammering. I stared for a long time, past the point of sleepiness, and even though I went back to my room, I could still hear him, and I did not go back to sleep. My mom insisted I was just sleepy, but I was adamant about what I'd seen. I don't, don't know. Keep, I don't know. How just you, keep, how, <laughs> just this, keep going. This kid, we all know what the man was hammering in the backyard. Let's move on. Because look, the segue next says when I was around 12. So this was pre-12. <laughs> this is pre-12. That's a distant memory, I think. I don't yeah. know for sure how old Gio Gio Pacione is, but with a mature <laughs> name like that. <laughs> such a good name. I love it's it. Such a good name. <laughs> Maybe it's Jojo Pacione. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not so good. Gio Gio Pacioni. <laughs> it's like what I would. He hangs out with Tommy Patera. It's like my secret name that I put on a hotel slip. All right. All right. All right. All right. When I was around 12, I started to experience heavy bullying in school to the point where I had started to feel uncomfortable in my own home. I was worried about being chased and hurt in the place I was supposed to feel safe. It's important to note at this time that I was started to become invested horror games. I would never play, but I did watch my brother a lot. Okay. Okay. Following that M for mature rating on the game. Love that. Yeah, yeah. One day I came home from school and was feeling uneasy. I didn't play any games, but instead quietly ate dinner and tried to push it off. After dinner, I ended up in the kitchen alone and something about the isolation heightened my fear. I became convinced there was an entity in the house that wanted to hurt me. I didn't see any physical manifestations of the entity, but I certainly sensed its presence. I was locked to the spot and grew more and more panicked, but mostly unable to move. I cried silently for a long time, with everyone else rambling about in different rooms of the house. In desperation, I grabbed a knife. Any knife. Any old knife. <laughs> Just a knife. Uh, and ran upstairs crying. It's a plastic I knife. I still didn't make any noise, and in a house with three kids... Nobody really noticed me running about. I cornered myself in my mom's bed and started bawling uncontrollably. I screamed for it, whatever it was, to leave me alone, completely and utterly convinced I was helpless. My sister found me, knife and all, and screamed at me to stop screwing around and to put the knife down. I told her about the entity, and she told it to leave me alone, took the knife from me, and held me as I cried. We have never talked about it again. Since that day, I found incredible difficulty in sleeping in the house. At night, I would feel an intense burning on my back, like when you know someone is staring, but you can't look at them. I could never look and just buried further into my sheets and tried to sleep. This went on for years until 2013. My dad, it, until in 2013, my dad wanted to move to a different country and therefore leave the house way behind. The thought was comforting, so I agreed that it would be a great idea. But in the year before I left, one last entity appeared. It was a woman dressed in black who would sit at the end of my bed and stroke my nope. leg. Oh, hell yeah. No. Nope. I'm in. <laughs> no. Nope. Where do we go? What? I'll live. Let's what? go. What a different woman in a black reactions? Dress to stroke in my leg. Well, you know what? Leg? Actually, I'm going to Here's the thing. Why do you mean actually? My initial, <laughs> my, well, my initial thoughts were, oh, it's like a Baba Yaga. It's like, ah, I'm stroking your leg. See, right? I see. But I understand math is like what if it was like lingerie? You know, you're just you're imagining yeah. Elvira shows up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Hell I yeah. Get, I can get into this. I don't care All where right. it is. It, 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 it depends on the person. I don't care That's where this disembodied saying. entity came from. She's hot. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's how you die. Let's like that's the trick. Yeah. They're like the gorgeous woman, then she's like, I'm actually evil. That's, that's how I died that, five happens. years ago. That's when you get a paper bag, right. like we call you Butterface. You're hot. Let's go. What? Oh. Don't do that. Don't do that. I knew immediately this was the same entity that had staring at me in my sleep from the atmosphere she brought with her. At this point, I wasn't exactly scary, but unnerving and sad. This woman was clearly mourning something, and being in my room made her at peace. Although she made me uncomfortable, I didn't mind too much as we were leaving. See, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, like you know, so here's the thing. Sometimes even ghosts need a need a, a leg in order to get over someone to rub. Yeah, get under someone. A ghost what? that is. Who are you? Because <laughs> while are you're you? under them, you they you can still be seen from above because right. they're translucent. Uh, all right, <laughs> all right. After this, we moved abroad, and whilst I had odd night terrors and sleep paralysis involving apparitions, I never experienced something that felt clearly inexplicable to me again. I don't really know how these figures may be connected, nor have I done much research into the history of the house for ideas, but I definitely felt like I was being faced with something completely out of my power. The end. Okay. Okay. Let me just, from Jesse's perspective, as a skeptic, Here's my questions for you. Why did you never do research? If I saw a hammer man, if I saw if a I hammer was man, because like they were like eight years old. Yeah, hold on now, <laughs> hold on now. If I saw a hammer man and it stuck with me to the point where to this day, I was like overwhelmed by it. And if I was scared enough to go up in a room with a knife and sit there and be like, "Don't come at me, spirits." And if a woman was rubbing my leg on the bed. I'd forgive and then it throughout all. the rest of my life, I saw other apparitions. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, you can look up that house still to this day. Follow up. We need a follow up. We need information. Google your old address and look up information. There are libraries. You can do the legwork on this. Don't say I never really looked into it. You didn't look into the hammer man. The hammer man. Because <laughs> there's a deep, dude deep down. Like that child knows. What the truth was. Jesse just has to know whether or not this ghost is hot. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm down, though. I want to know. Don't give up. Was there an... <laughs> you can still go back and find out. Maybe Pull the family hot... history. The Mormons have a great database. <laughs> if I can get like a well, hot hold on, ghost hold on, my... hold on, hold on. This writer used the word mum, M-U-M, which means we're looking at a Brit, probably. And what I'm saying to you is... All y'all got records. You go to the county. Go to the like the the friar or someone. I don't know. The friar. Oh, talk to go some- to the baron. <laughs> talk to someone. Get that information. You know that house. If it's haunted by hammersmiths, go back there. Find out. Did the hammersmith have a sexy wife? Does she like rubbing on legs? How heavy was, was she? Be- <laughs> like, just let me know. That's all I'm saying. There's a lot of this story that I feel like. It's on you to do the research. I'm, this is one of those stories where I'm actually hoping it's real because I want a sexy ghost lady. <laughs> you want to just you want to buy this house and just live out your days getting stroked by a ghost? Well, here, if you get well, stroked I mean, by a ghost, there's a good chance it's a succubus, and that's a demon. So just be careful. Here's the thing. Not wow. Succubuses. I've lived a good life. I know where I'm going. So just let's. let's You're let's ready. Hurry it up. You're just ready <laughs> for a succubus. You're just like, just right? if I find with. one, so be it. Yeah. God. Do you right. guys ever read like weird books in high school about ghosts and stuff? If that was ever your interest, yeah, sure. 
Yeah, I used to read about like duck, like other dimensions and stuff like that. And I remember reading about like succubuses and what they want is like your spirit energy. So they'd be like, fuck your ghost. And I'd be like, God, I want to astrals project. So I would just <laughs> desperately try and what? like astral project. What? Yeah, so succubuses in the lore. The when when they are sleeping with you, what they're doing is they're they're taking your energy and, and like feeding off of you, and that's kind of how they subsist off of in whatever world they live in. So in Wait, my whoa, like whoa, fourteen whoa, whoa, year old boy no, mind, no, no, no. I was picking Time up out. like books on astral projection, is, like get you, me there. This is I why want to you just admit there. on this, this podcast is why they you're never trying to get made comic books of young Doctor Strange right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I can't. <laughs> that's, I can't that's follow exactly. you down this path. I can't follow you down this path of Why like, not? <laughs> well, I, I heard about Succubi, and I was like, I'm going to learn to ask her. Let's play back the 14. clip from one second ago where Jesse was like, if that's how I die, I, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'll, I'll Jesse's limit, that's, Jesse's that's limit is human Jesse. spirits, all right? He doesn't want to yeah, go to the extra Jesse. step. But the extra step, you don't know what kind of tricks demons know, dude. You don't know what you're going to get. They're a wily bunch. wild. They're just like boxes of chocolates. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get. They're a wild right. bunch. <laughs> well, let's just do a little bit of a palate cleanser. Nice short little ghost sighting here. And then we're going to go into my doppelganger experience. And we're going to let Jesse read that one. What? Okay. <clears throat> so first, this is just called a ghost sighting by Toto Guile. Love the name. I do too. It's we have the best <laughs> usernames. Right? It's super good. So <clears throat> this happened when I was 10 years old. We had just recently moved into a, a new-to-us house in a rural area near Syracuse, New York. The house itself was around 150 years old and had been in the previous owner's family for generations. In fact, the guy who sold it to us was born in the living room. Before our very eyes and grew into a man <laughs> in a suit. <laughs> Benjamin Button. He was, he was here. <laughs> One night, I woke up hearing light scratching on the other side of my room. The house was old and had plenty of mice, and this wasn't the first time I had them in my room. I would usually just toss something from my nightstand into the corner the sounds were coming from to scare them away and get some peace and quiet. I set up partially to get a better sense of where the sound was coming from, and that's when I saw it. A young girl in a nightgown, translucent and partially glowing, standing in the corner of my room, looking out my window down at the yard. All right. Girl in a nightgown, 10 years old, glowing. Sounds kind of stereotypical, but we'll go with it. I made a small, scared whelp like a puppy, and she turned to look at me. The, si <laughs> <laughs> the side of her face that had been turned away from me was now in full view, and her eye was missing. Oh, and shit. And there was blood all down that half of her face and on her nightgown. She looked at me for only a second or two, and then she vanished. It's like the sixth sense. Right? That's very sixth sense as you see him and just like, blah. My mom assured me the next morning that I'd probably just woken up from a nightmare and was still partially dreaming, which is reasonable. I've done, I've seen weird shit like that that took me a minute to just to wake up. That was a story she stuck to every time I brought it up. Until dot, dot, dot. Years later and in a new house, I was telling the story at dinner. When I had finished, my mom said, I believe your 10-year-old self. I didn't want to tell you guys anything because I didn't want you to be scared, but I totally think that house is haunted. She told us how, of how she used to hold my two-year-old sister in her room, which had originally been part of my room years before being split into two. My sister would rest her head on my mom's shoulders in such a way that she'd be looking behind my mom's back. And while in this position, she would often ask, Who's that, Mommy? Oh, 
God. Oh, that's like a genuine good horror story. That's like a story. Like, I don't know. Scary story yeah. to tell in the dark. Right? That's a good little, like, get under your skin. I do, I do have a question, just in general, for all ghost sightees. Even my mother, who is convinced in college she saw a ghost. Uh, she, too. Everyone had that, like, the woman in a nightgown. Right. And it feels very alien and silver saucer and they're great like that it's in the cultural ethos where everyone sort of experiences but maybe that, like, it's an ethos for thing. a reason because people are seeing it regularly so it's okay to its okay way but pop that, culture but then this is my question you unleash the dragon when you Dude, no, that's fine that's fine you ufos but you don't understand i've been reading if we're, if we're gonna go if we're gonna go one level yeah let's take it to the next level if the ghosts are real and it yeah. isn't just like subconscious pop culture stuff, mm. why are they all wearing nightgowns? <laughs> why aren't there naked ass ghosts? Why aren't there ghosts in, you know, like almost all women ghosts are in flowing white white gowns. Or in they have a lot of like dresses, Victorian era. Most people dresses, die in the hospital. That's also true. You know, Mr. Burns. But there's tons of stories about Mr. Burns and home hauntings. But then why they're acceptable? But then why at home is that? Like, why would they? If they're going to go home, why would they be in the dress they wore before they left? I don't know. I have questions about the afterlife. uh, I'm a little upside. Keep in mind, we're only hearing the stories of people who, who come out and tell them. And they're almost always in old homes and things that like terrible things have happened. We're in the in the wash of hundreds of thousands of millions of people. We get like one or two stories. Yeah, don't you know? That I'm not. Run- con- I'm not convinced that Victorian people weren't all nude at, at home. Didn't you know that in the 1890s, that- at least 90 percent of all homes had a sea captain <laughs> and a bride? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! Thank you, Alex. Thank you for, <laughs> for backing me up in the worst way. <laughs> Touche. You you win. All right. So this next story, this is the story that I was, uh, when I was putting stories together, this one grabbed me and I was, I love this. So I want Jesse to read it. Not because it's not disprovable, but because there's enough there. You want me to read the story from the dude from Rwanda with words in here that none of us can pronounce? Cool. I'll do do it. I'll do it. You get to read my life. I got this. I got this. You've got this. I'm reading my life as a teenage Wiccan afterward. I will do this. My doppelganger experience from Katun. Kai, K for short? I say K, I don't know. I apologize. This story is huge and detailed. Also, a note, half of this story is from my mother. She's not a superstitious person, nor is she half Arente? 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 I think so. I I think it's Aboriginal. As I am. I think it's... She had no idea what this was or what was going on, but it traumatized her. This story also has bits from my cousin, siblings, and my father, as I've been consulting them and writing this. Damn. Oh, I yeah. like this already. Yeah, that's why. Okay. All right. There we go. This is what that first story should have done. <laughs> Ask people about your house. Find out about or the Hammerman. Lady. <laughs> Find out about the Hammerman. Bring hammer me pictures of Hammerman. <laughs> Give me the leg-stroking woman. I'm also really sorry this shit followed me for years and i'm kind of shaken about it still i might use some weird phrasing or typo like mad the the whole thing was written actually pretty well so should be good anyway i was born in rwanda in 1991 as you can imagine this ended badly for me and i was separated from my family yeah i was about to say 1991 not a great time to be in rwanda i spent a few months in a u.n safe camp and was then flown to australia 
whence my birth mom came to live with uh, the family of a volunteer pilot I'd met in the camp who'd for some reason fallen in love with me and wanted to adopt. I took them, a f uh, it, it took them a few years to adopt me, but it happened. Haha, <laughs> happy ending. Okay. <laughs> On topic, my native language in Kinyar or Kinyarwandan, Rhonda? God, We're so going to butcher these names, don't worry. It's not really that obscure, but it's not spoken in Australia. So I had a lot of trouble both sleeping due to reasons communicating with my new family. I was the second oldest of four at the time, two bio twins of my parents and another adopted older brother. We lived out in the middle of nowhere, Northern Territory, which, as you can imagine, is terrifying at night. But during the day, hey, mate, we had a blast. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, as a person who's been to Australia a few times, I, I get this. Love okay. the editorial voice. Right? Yeah. Mom would let us out about 7 a.m., and from then on, we'd play with a cousin who lived with our grandparents all day till lunch. Sometimes forget lunch and play till dinner. We spent all our time outside, and we were all really close. But, as I couldn't speak English, only vaguely understand it at the time, the others often put me the others often put me up to proving I was brave by giving me weird challenges. Out back our house round a kilometer and a half was a huge gnarled tree. It was the remnant of what was a gum forest a while back, but now is one of only a handful and there was sick dense brush around it uh, with smaller trees making it rough going. We spent a lot of time playing hide-and-seek, building forts, you know, all that out there. It was familiar ground. One day, Jacob, cousin, challenged me to climb this tree as fast and as high as I could. Then he tried to match me. I was a big climber, so he counted down and waved me to start, and, I, and off I went. I was to the top of that tree in a minute flat normally. I'm a very sure-footed person, and I've been climbing since I was two. I assure you, I'm not clumsy. I went to climb this tree, maybe got one and a half to two meters up in a matter of one to three seconds, and suddenly, a hand grabbed my foot. Whoa. Now, my cousin is kind of a prankster. We call him Japes Cobb because he never never chills. I don't know what like that Jacob, means. Like, like Jacob, like Japes Cobb? Japes Cobb. Like Japes Cobb? Like he's like Jacob, but he's like Japes Cobb? I don't know. Is yeah, that J like Googling Japes Cobb gave me nothing. Yeah, is that like a... It's a Leonardo DiCaprio from uh <laughs> Gave me Rhode Island interference of the executive in the affairs. <laughs> that's what I mean, that's, I think it's Jacob. That's a huge Australian thing. <laughs> I assume this was Jacob, and I turned to look at him and make disproving sounds because I was a helpless mute. But it wasn't my cousin. It was a complete stranger. He was a grown man, maybe 25, 30, with sort of ratty hair like he'd been sleeping rough, Apache beard and green eyes. Only his irises covered his entire eye? There was no white part. It was all iris. What the fuck? Oh, wait, just wait. Just wait. The worst bit, though, was that it was smiling wider than anyone can smile. I'm not kidding when I say this. It was some cartoon shit. It was fucking terrifying. What the fuck? All I remember is screaming and losing my grip on the tree and hitting the ground like when you hit a water belly flat. Yeah, I know that. All right. 
I get that. Knocked the wind out of you, yeah. Completely winded me, and I slowly passed out right at the foot of the tree. My cousin said he saw me grab my foot. Oh, he saw, saw the man grab my foot. Wow. The cousin said he saw the man grab my foot and saw him yank me down. Then he, they all ran to find me but couldn't? What? Yeah. They searched for half a minute before the hysteria took hold, and all four of them ran home screaming their heads off that I had been kidnapped. Mom ushered them all in trying to get the story from them. Now, when I say we were in the middle of nowhere, I mean the middle of fucking nowhere. The police station was an hour drive. We lived roundabouts between Marakai and Whack Whack. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Shout out to Australia. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's about right. We had a full anti-venom kit. We were so out in the middle of nowhere. Dad was working a deep sea fishing company in Darwin, so we only saw him on weekends when we could, uh, when the drive wasn't too much. Mom questioned them and say the kids were sobbing so hysterically she couldn't get much out of them, but that I was kidnapped. Then sighed and said, "No, she wasn't. She's right there." Sure enough, there I was sitting on the couch quietly. But the kids were sure they saw a stranger grab me. So now she thought there was some dangerous stranger out there. A rightful assumption from a mother, from kids running in saying some random man grabbed your so brother. So called the police. Yeah. What the and fuck? And got a long wait estimate. How did she get she there? She loaded her gun and had Whoa, the kids wait. take her to where they last saw me to look for prints. They wandered around about two minutes, she said, before the twins started screaming their lungs off. Mom grabbed my hand. And we trudged over to sea. I can't stress this enough how serious she was telling me this. To me, uh, to, to see me unconscious laying on the ground. Mom said to me, she realized she wasn't holding my hand anymore and the other me was gone. What the fuck? <sighs> the cops came yep. by. They looked everywhere and said the only prints around were animals, but cautioned Mom that there was an unusual abundance of animal prints around and that we ought oughtn't uh, we oughtn't run unattended fair enough i didn't speak english so i was a useless witness and clearly wasn't kidnapped since i was sat right there with a head egg for falling they left and mum just counted lucky stars considering it done until it wasn't get out of town Whoa. Oh. Fast forward three years. One day, Mom started realizing something might be wrong with me. To begin with, I had night terrors that sometimes became dangerous. I'd wake up on porch in the dark. I'd fall out of bed so hard that the house would shake, and I had weird memory lapses. At first, it was small things she noticed. She tells me sometimes at a family picnic she'd make me up a plate to eat, and then turn back around, and I'd be there waiting for my plate again. She'd tell me no to something, and I would come back and ask exactly after and seem confused when she was frustrated. What the fuck? I would tell her two different stories about something within minutes and seem entirely earnest about both. When I was eight, she sent me to a therapist who told her I seemed fine. She then, uh, then she sent me to a general practitioner, a GP, a pediatrician specialist, and neurologist in order convinced something was wrong with me. 
Every time they said I was fine and seemed absolutely fine considering my past. After a while, mom started feeling like she was breaking down. I won't get into the details of my mom's experience here because, frankly, she was in actual distress and it's not even interesting to me. I just feel guilty. Anyway, after a while, mom began to break down on her insistence something was wrong with me and began believing the absolute mad option that there was two of me. She began to notice weird tics one of me would have. She'd catch me staring at her sometimes like I was looking for something. Other times, I'd hum an English song to myself even though I shouldn't know the song. She really started fraying. One night, Mom put me in the bath and went to get my pajamas ready. What the fuck? She turned around <laughs> and there I was waiting to be dressed. Mom dressed me, put me in bed, and asked if I wanted some water. This is what she said. Oh, boy. I'm ready. I need a drink. Hold on. Oh, boy. I'm ready for this. <laughs> You looked at me, and you said, no, thank you, I'm fine. I have never, ever in my entire life felt chills like that. I knew this, she wasn't you. This is all coming you. from the mother's mouth right now. Yeah. I knew she wasn't you, and I got angry. I'm not like that. I don't shout at kids, but I started screaming at it to get out. I started coming undone, so I threw things at her and told her to get out of my house and never come back. It sat up in your bed and started smiling wider oh. and wider and wider. I couldn't believe anything could uh, smile that big. And it got up and walked out of the kitchen door into the freezing night barefoot. When your father came home a minute later, I dragged him upstairs screaming and crying. I asked him to look in the bathroom when he said uh, he did. Uh, when, he, when he did, he said, that's Kay. And I broke down uh, Kay. I thought something was wrong with me for years, and I was right. I thought something was wrong for me for years, and I was right. Okay. There's other stuff. Uh, there's other stuff there, but that's what's relevant and not super personal. Anyway, things were quiet after that. For six months, nothing untoward happened. It's I seemed normal. I was just learning to speak English, practicing every night with her, and memory lapses were gone. Things were fine. Then it came back. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, is, this is fucking so creepy. One night, Mom had us all watching telly late on a Saturday. And Mom was in the kitchen near the den door at the kitchen island. This is all from us kids' memory with details from her, mind you. Five of us experienced this in varying degrees. Dad come home and he let the dogs in, ushering Sheba in afterwards and mom said she kissed him. He went to get a drink. Then there was a scratching at the door, and mom got up to open it, seeing Sheba on the porch. I assume this is the dog. Mm -hmm. Dad sure. says he almost shat his pants. The dog they let in stood on two legs in straight-up dog form. Oh, my God. It didn't shift at all. It just started smiling wider and wider, wider than anything can smile. Mum flipped. We all remember she ran at it with her binder and started hitting it, screaming for it to get out. It ran through the storm door, ripped it right off the hinges. Mum broke down in front of all of us. We moved two weeks later. Smart decision. Yeah, fucking <laughs> shit. We moved all the way to South Melbourne. Mum got a lot better. 
I don't remember the random crying episodes happening anymore. Or the time she stared at the window at the tree line and wouldn't respond to us calling her. Or screaming episodes she'd had when she woke up from nightmares, you know? She seemed, uh, she's been a lot better. They've adopted a lot more kids. Dad's retired now. And they're filthy rich, so he does a lot of charity. <laughs> she works at a local agricultural education center teaching city farming and self-sufficiency. She's really great. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I've been okay. Couple bouts with cancer. Jesus. But I'm in the U.S. now working my dream job in aerospace. What? That's dope. With two cats I adore, a girlfriend and boyfriend. Hell oh, yeah. Oh, you're living. Life. Do you know Do you know the lady who rubs legs? <laughs> Give me a call. Translucent black dress. Do you know? We get on real well. We're living the dream as your local hybrid driving uh, composters. But this thing wasn't done. I don't think it even uh, it is even now. Two years ago, my boyfriend was home from work for a day, and he was making breakfast. I walked out of the laundry room behind him. He noticed I'd changed my shirt, so he asked, didn't you like that shirt? I said no and walked to the living room. Then walked in the kitchen door. That's I italicized. <laughs> By oh. the way, not a slash. Then I walked in the kitchen door because I'd taken out the trash. Jesus. My mom told me this story two days later. In a catch-up call, she broke down and told me about it when I mentioned I thought he was sleep-deprived. She told me the only way she got it to go was to demand it leave and that she had to be careful who she let in the house and what from then on. I checked with my father, my cousin, my siblings, and me. All I remember is being pulled down and falling and my mom experiencing a living hell for years. I really feel bad about all this, but I thought it was something people would find, I guess, compelling in some sense. Writing this is also cathartic because I've really internalized this guilt. Jesus. Ooh, Lord. Yeah. I am, yeah, my absolute apologies for, like, trying to, to get through that in the most, like, you know, shout out to, to Australians and Australian slang. The, I'm just reading like, that was wild when I read it for the first time. I'm like, Jesus, this is this is just interesting and bizarre. The details and are so like some of that. The details are so like specific. It, it fits. If you rewind like a year, it fits Skinwalkers. Yeah, like <laughs> really, super really hard. Well. Yeah, I. When I we talked about that. That to me is like kind of a movie. Yeah, it's like, like well, it's, it's like, definitely like, like a horror. Well, like movie. the the stores the story structure mm. is is a movie, right? I think that's why it's like compelling. I don't know, you know, I know nothing about any of this. Uh, I imagine if there's any place where it's going to be horror, it will be in Australia, so that checks out. But um, I feel like, yeah, the structural flow is inciting incident, getting grabbed in the leg, creepy like smile man. And then for the rest of your, like, the main story of the movie is the mom protecting you. And then when you think it's over and you're like, oh, I'm finally free, you're not free. That's like a movie. And I, man, that's creepy. Ugh. You have that, like, last 30 minutes of a peaceful life. And just before credits, you walk in with a different shirt, walk out. And then she walks in again. He turns yeah. and he has a confused look. Credits. Hard cut credits. Yeah. It's, that's oh, what that it's, is. That's what that story is. Yeah. But, I don't mean, I, I clearly don't know. You know, that's like. 
if we just go off off of our paranormal knowledge that we've talked about before, whether you believe it or not, it really does fit when we talked about skinwalkers and feeding off fear and yeah. staring and, and standing up on two legs Jeez. and just being a horrifying presence in your life. But doppelgangers themselves is not something we've really covered yet because doppelgangers doesn't like nicely fit into like cryptids. Yeah, we talked about like it a little cryptids bit. Cryptids are yeah. Yeah, a little bit. We've we've dabbled in it, but it really does doppelganger is one of those things that kind of has tentacles in all aspects of the paranormal. Yeah. Because of you know, who knows, you know, what what is actually causing like people to see themselves. It's something like natural about it or something to be afraid of like an image of yourself. You know what I mean? Like it seems very Especially like, one that's operating without your input. Yeah, it seems it seems very like psychological or like mythical. Like it seems like something that's like inherently scary to people, you know what I mean? Oh my god, what is that movie? To everyone out there, it's on Netflix. Oh my god, what is that? There's a movie on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it right now. I want to say it's like Sexy Model or like it has a weird name, (laughs) like maybe like a streamer or something. The whole premise is it is a woman who is a like an adult. Um, what would you call it? Like a cam cam girl, cam girl, right? Yeah, cam. Yeah. Maybe that's the name of the movie, uh, but but uh, the whole premise is it's it's this cam girl and she is she just you know desperately wants to be one of the big ones and she's she's very new but she's like trying new things and trying to be so she's dealing with her life as like I'm trying to hide this from my family but also I want to be very very successful and she's very yeah. conflicted and she's you know struggling with it. One day she goes to log in, and she can't. Her password's been changed. She's like, what the hell? But it says she's broadcasting. So when she goes to look, oh, yeah. it's her broadcasting, but it's movie. not her. I remember this. And this person, this person is not only getting views, but is better at it than she ever was. And so the whole story is her trying to figure out what the hell is going on with this person who's impersonating her, but is a better version of herself. It's incredibly fascinating movie. The ending, I'm not going to spoil anything, but like, it's one of those things that's like the setup and the way it plays out is, is fascinating. Cam. So it's like getting uh, a peek into like a parallel universe. Is the movie named Cam? It's called Cam. Cam. Okay. Cam. I think it's on Netflix. Uh, even though it deals with cam girl, girls, it's not about like... It's just no, a there's not a lot of like doing it, yeah. But uh, it's it's fascinating, and I love the idea that it it adds more to it than just like there's another person out there that is trying to be me. But it's like, who are you when the other person's a better version of yourself? Mm-hmm. This is the idea of identity. Yeah, I'm dealing with that. I think that's I think that's fascinating. So definitely check well, that out. That's a fun thing you get to struggle with in your late twenties into your thirties is identity. Who are mm-hmm. you? Figure it, it out. Might fit really well. Yeah, you gotta figure it out. Well, I hope you enjoyed that story. That was that was such a fucking wild. I enjoy, story. yeah, man. I I am like, I wish I had done better justice to like the scary flow, but I was trying to like make sure I didn't screw it up. No, no, I feel it you. scared it's, the uh, shit out of me. I'm gonna think about that. Yeah, for no, a it's creepy. Days. It's super creepy, and it, my mind just keeps going to skinwalkers because so much of it fits. Um, but the next story is from a user called Acipiter HW. It's titled, My Life as a Teenage Wiccan. I think they made a Netflix show based off of this story. I think so, too, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sabina, the Teenage Wiccan. (laughs) Sabina. (laughs) So, uh, 
I have been debating about posting my experiences for a while, and it's not something I talk about to really anyone in real life due to some embarrassment, but figured this community would at least enjoy the story. That being said, I am about to talk about what I'm about to talk about is real, and I'll be doing my best to not embellish the story and just stay close to exactly what all happened. I have never posted on Reddit before, so apologies if the format ends up being terrible. Well, I'll tell you this. Well, I got to the story, so. Yeah, I'll tell you this. The title is killer. <laughs> right? I love the title. Just to start things off, my first paranormal experience. Before I get into the nitty gritty, I just want to talk briefly about the first paranormal encounter I ever had. I was young, sometime before I was 10 or so, and was staying over at my aunt's. They lived out in the country, but down the street on the opposite side of the road, right on a corner, uh, this was this old abandoned house. I don't remember how long this house had been abandoned, but I at least never remembered people living in it. Late at night, all of a sudden, we start hearing this music coming from outside. Curious what it was, the people I was with, aunt and two cousins and a brother, went outside and noticed it was piano music. And where was it coming from? None other than that abandoned house down the road. Oof. I believe... My, and she says, my memory isn't all that clear. My older cousins got close to it and stopped and maybe even went in to investigate only to find nothing there. That's just set up. That's her first experience. Uh, have you ever, I don't know about you, but genuinely, um, I, in my neighborhood, when I was a kid, back when I could bike and walk around there, we also had an abandoned house nearby, hilariously enough, um, that we'd attempt to poke in, but get scared and run out of. Yeah. Nothing ever weird happened there, but I feel like every neighborhood has at least like, one. Yeah, like one abandoned yeah. house. I'm pretty sure it was like an abandoned crack house. Uh, the neighbors that used to live there, remember them living there, leaving, and then being abandoned and falling apart over the course of years. Jeez. Really? I don't know. There's something about urban exploration that, that is just fascinating. Dude. But anyway. Can I can I name drop on. a YouTube channel real quick? The, Please I've do. been like so into them, it, just speaking of urban exploration, <laughs> and they just started doing a uh, they just started doing like a horror thing themselves, like Ooh. a paranormal thing. I think they just started doing it. I, I might have just been watching reruns, but the proper people. Really, really similar. People. They just go everywhere. It's really exactly like that. So interesting, abandoned stuff. Yeah, because it's like it's like history was frozen and just kind of like left to rot. Yeah, it's wild. It's cool. The beginning. Now we fast forward. When I was 16, my family moved back to Ohio from Mississippi. Shout out to good old Buckeyes. Hey, yo. And, hey, yo. And moved into my aunt and uncle's garage. Different aunt from the first story. Sometime while we were living in Mississippi, my aunt befriended a person at work who we will call Victoria, who considered herself to be Wiccan, but who had since actually moved away to Mississippi at the time of us moving back. She will come into the story a little later. Due to my aunt being taken under her friend's wing, she considered herself in tune with the supernatural world and knew about cleansing spirits. My aunt's niece apparently started to have issues with what she believed to be evil spirits. So what ended up happening my, uh, was my aunt breaks out the sage and packs us into the car <laughs> to go along with her. <laughs> All right. Sage trip, boys and girls. Let's go. My cousins, my cousin, brother, and I, after watching this cleanse, felt inspired. And so naturally, we decided that we would start on the path to becoming paranormal investigators. Yeah. Man, at least you had a cool reason to get into the paranormal. I just started watching ghost shows and was like, I want to do I that. I just got mad at Zach Bagans. <laughs> Listen, Zach Baggins' anger didn't come until my uh, late teens. <laughs> um, this basement was pretty old and complete with a, a coal chute and a giant, maybe five-foot-across hole filled with bricks. Basically, if you want a good visual, just think of some of the creepiest basements you've seen from movies, and you'll probably get pretty close. We end up going down into the basement and try to antagonize the ghosts. 
which we would later find similar to that of none other than Zach Yo! Baggins. Look at that. It's like he's like Beetlejuice. You say his name and he just shows up in the story. <laughs> Zach Baggins is that guy in high school who wanted to start fights, but nobody would take him up with it. So he just became a paranormal investigator to start fight fights. Ghosts. Yeah, fight me. And you can't lose because they're, you know, incorporeal. The setup we had was just a cheap video camera that we left down there and went upstairs. We were all excited that we had picked up sounds that were ghosts walking on the stairs, only for our parents to point out that it was just us walking up the stairs. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Then we move on to the Wiccan training and paranormal events and where that all begins. Sometime later, after being interested in the paranormal, our aunt and her friend Victoria decide that we are important and should be trained. Yes. My... My aunt has some kind of Wiccan books that we weren't allowed to read ourselves that she would teach us things Some kind from. of Wiccan books is like the name of an indie band. <laughs> some kind of Wiccan book. <laughs> we learned about harnessing balls of energy. Straight up, I had a book when I was 16 years old that I was learning about. I don't know if any of you have heard of Seth and like the being from another realm yes. that would communicate through the astral plane. Yes. You know Seth? Yes. Oh my god, I what? read books about him when I was like 16. There's mean? so what many are you of them. About? Only to what? find out that, you know, Who most likely of that. It's Seth is some weird spirit that would talk through an old couple. It was weird. Yeah, it's like a, but he's like I remember one trying of those to spirit form... guide personality type uh, Yeah, exactly. You know, he elevates you and he exists in a plane that we will reach after death. But I remember trying to force balls of energy and try and do all that stuff as a kid too. So I'm I'm with you. I was there. It didn't work for me, but I tried. Um Anyway, <laughs> we, we started learning about harnessing balls of energy, pagan gods, each of our elements, and what were believed to be parts of our past lives. Apparently, I have had several that ended early due to rash behavior, so yay me, I guess? Great. The, the paranormal stuff started to really ramp up at this point, though. Since our first trip down to the basement, we only started to get more and more brave with it. It tended to be my aunt, my cousin, my brother, and I, each taking a corner in the basement and asking questions. These would be simple questions to figure out who was down there, what they want, what they were there for, what they wanted, etc. They would answer by tossing a pebble for yes, or if no, pebble was tossed, then it was. Wait, what? Oh, like they the would answer would by be tossing yes a and no pebble is no, basically. Or if no pebble was tossed, then it was no. Okay, I got you. This did actually work, as when we asked questions, pebbles would be thrown, and when we first started, instead of corners, we would all be in each other's view. My cousin and what? I did suspect that my brother might have been the one tossing things as the events seemed to happen more often when he was around, but that was never confirmed. At the very least, they have that out there. It was never confirmed, but hey, it could have been. Yeah. So seed of, a seed of, of reality there. During this time, each person uh, would uh, – during this time, each person things would think that they would saw – Would think that they would saw – Would think that they saw things. Now, thank yeah. you for that. And, uh, and everyone else. One was apparently a World War II vet named Cookie. If the rocks are to be believed, name was gotten through trial and error of just asking what we should name it. So it might not be its real name, but it liked Cookie, so it accepted it as its name. Okay. Can I call you Cookie? Jesse seems really interested in the name Cookie. cookie, I'll take a Cookie. Cookie. Cookie's like, to me, it's like a... like a murloc chef. Like a a feisty assistant. Cookie! He's a fine... Cookie, get over here, Cookie. Uh, get me three lunches. Three lunches, Cookie, now. Just as a quick aside, as I just remembered, it was my, it was, uh, as I was typing, my aunt was given that house after her parents moved out of it. And back when they were living in it, they believed that a friendly spirit named Gretchen lived there. Cookie Since also my aunt sounds was a lot into like Gretchen's Wicca. roommate. Yeah, very similar. You yeah. get them confused. 
since my aunt was into Wicca and believed her powers to be serious, nobody was worried as from her own perspective, quote, nothing bad could be here as I do frequent cleansings and only invite nice spirits into my home, unquote. Fair enough. But then, but then things began to ramp up. Eventually, my cousin, brother, and I decide to go down on our own when my aunt is gone and basically try to get more serious with it. That's what, see, this is where you make, make mistakes when the when the student leaves the teacher and tries to do things on their own. The All animes and movies yep. teach you that's how things go bad. We make a circle around that hole that I mentioned earlier and try our normal tactics of talking to what was there. Here is when my brother was apparently shoved down from a sitting position. And overall, we just felt not safe. Ooh. But not only in the basement, but not in the house at this all. It's like some paranormal activity situation. Yeah. Well, that's, I guess, you know, if you want to look at from the paranormal aspect, the aunt who's in control always cleanses, always invites nice spirits. And then the uneducated young yeah. startups are like, fuck it, let's just do it. Yeah. And you could be opening the door to everything and saying, just come on yeah, in. Yeah, just like the movie. Which is why I keep Harold in the closet. <laughs> We could, he has moved. I did have him in my bookshelf. I have moved him into the oh, closet. Oh, you moved. I thought you meant like he I, moves on his own. No, he didn't move there. He I has just keep moved. him there because the negative vibes, even if he's not haunted, the negative vibes he could potentially bring because I'm mentally attaching negative things to him with his backstory. Still want to look at him. So I, just I appreciate keep him that. Away. You know, I just got to keep myself as safe as possible. I get that. Okay. Uh, so where uh, I lost my place. Uh, overall, we felt not just safe, but not only in the house, but in the entire place. Uh, we go, we go out to the breezeway and wait for our aunt to come back and tell her what happened. Feeling bad energy. My aunt, of course, breaks out the sage and goes through a cleansing. My brother starts to be angry about what he thought was special treatment given to my cousin and I in the Wiccan lessons and just all around be an angry person when it came to that stuff. Sometimes, sometime later, we go out to the garage with our friend and are trying to see if anything is there. My brother and I both see and confirm with each other that we saw a glowing red orb floating between the two of us. Shortly after, my family finally moves out of staying with my cousin. Cue to several months later after when we, we've moved out and who is coming up for a visit for Halloween? None other than Victoria herself. What would Halloween be if not a good time for a ritual? Pre-ritual, we must wash ourselves thoroughly for whatever it's worth. I could not quench my thirst. Probably unrelated, but I mean, maybe not. Who knows? I mean, you know, for journalism's sake, I appreciate just reporting on every aspect of the situation. Right. You got to give every detail. Upon entering the garage, which already has had black paper over all of its walls and windows and spooky decorations for the upcoming Halloween party, and we are greeted with tons of candles around the place, but most importantly, Ones for each cardinal direction, calling in the, the guardian spirits of each. This protection is because this what is, is on the table is homemade spirit force. You are in board. no good territory. This is no, trouble. yeah, no way. <laughs> this is straight up like demon yeah, this summoning. Is, shit. This is a bridge too far. <laughs> you go in there and you got the the guardian of the north and the guardian of the south and the east and the west to protect you from the demons that may greet us in the night of All Hallows Eve. And then you wonder why things go bad. Um. This protection is because what is on the table is a homemade spirit board created using runes and vigils that my aunt and Victoria used for protection or to call stuff more easily. This is like getting that haunted package that you got with all those runes, but instead of it being like Barbie dolls, it's a Ouija board. F that. I would not. I, you know how quickly I would throw that crap out? So fast. <laughs> you don't burn Ouija boards either. Just get rid of them. I can't talk about much about the spirit board. It did move, but I mean, maybe someone was pushing as you always suspect with those things. 
This whole time I have been training to bring energy into my hands and I have it confirmed by Victoria that my output of, of that energy is strong. This ends this part of my life as I afterwards, I lose interest and become embarrassed at the story and much more of a skeptic, basically discounting anything that happened to me up until that point. But it moved. But it moved. She, she said it could be moved to somebody yeah. else and her aunt was telling her she was able to, you know, ball up energy, Kamehameha style. Which is what I was trying to do. The whole reason I was trying to, <laughs> to ball energy as a kid is because I also wanted to be a super saiyan. Yeah. So it wasn't working out too well. It just didn't, it never worked. And I tried to like throw energy and I'd be like, oh, the paper moved. But it's probably because I just, I pushed really hard and air went. Cut to eight years later. I have not heard from Victoria since that time and still have all, uh, almost, uh, not almost heard from her at all 10 years later and probably never will. Even my aunt, while still uh, heavily believing a ghost, stopped with the Wicca stuff. We were having a board game night at my cousin's garage, and one of the newer friends I had uh, I had made recently wanted to bring his friend, who we shall call Sally. I had met her a few times, and she was nice. And we at one point had even discussed how she could see things and had been to a few exorcisms. Okay. Not performing, not performing them herself as she doesn't believe herself to have that particular power or gift. Jesse this whole time is just shaking his head. Because <laughs> even if this I is just... not real, you don't do this. <laughs> 90% of what's happening now is like you're inviting disaster on yourself. Right? You're Especially if you this. believe in this stuff. Don't you have somewhere in your, you're like, you know, I probably shouldn't bring the person who can see terrifying things. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what if she sees something? What if you don't ever know? What if you don't <laughs> I don't know. pull true. that trigger <laughs> and right, you right. just accept Jesse, that ghosts Alex. are watching you poop and pee and you just let it happen rather pee. than knowing that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, Jesse, if you, you know if you were a ghost, you'd be like, I wonder right, what they're all the up bathroom. to in there. Just poke my invisible <laughs> head through the door. <laughs> yes. Would you guys go to an exorcism if you were invited? Yes. To witness one? I would. Yes. Um, I would not. Sounds like no. a giant waste of time. <laughs> What, Sounds like someone acting like. Ah! <laughs> I would go, and then everyone else I'm is not like, talking, "I'm not talking like go to a mega church ex exorcism. I'm talking like private exorcism sure. of like, uh, like a, a some little girl." I go if there were problems. snacks. You or... name the exorcism. You name the place. I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, I, if there I'm were with like hors d'oeuvres, if there was like, yeah, if someone brought finger food, I would pay I'd go. to go. I... Just don't bring an exorcism to the Illuminati Pod live show. We'll be trying to entertain people for. For, uh, oh my hours. god, then I'd be like, You have summoned the Dark Master. <laughs> you sound like Dr. Claw from what? Inspector Gadget. <laughs> All demons sound like Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. How could you get it? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually excellent. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, you bring it, you bring an exorcist, and I will let the demon come out of me. Whoa. That I've been keeping inside for so long. Would you believe? Well, I don't know. Pro I here's the thing, and this is I'm sure people everybody already knows this by now. I would want to believe. I would desperately want to believe, but like, unless an alien knocks on my door and he's holding up like a probe, I can't fully believe <laughs> that it's happened. I haven't seen a UFO in the sky. I, I literally, every night when I go outside to relax, I look to the sky. If I relax, I imbibe. But I look to the sky and I, I constantly see like satellites, like a star just going in a straight line or what you assume is like the ISS. But I've never seen like a, like a darting around UFO. And I, I'm down. Like, I want to see. I, I understand. That's because it's all fake. And demons created the night sky to trick man. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Whoa. Azrael, Dark. stop it. Azrael, calm down. Whoa. We're on a podcast it. right now. <laughs> I won't do it, Jesse. See, you get you get Azrael. Who's haunting Harold? Harold? Oh. He's haunted by a World on, War I event. But is let his me name ask. Harold? 
Hey, let me ask. Hey, Azrael, who's haunting Harold? No one. You guys are stupid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, Darl, so she went to a few exorcisms. Harold, the... besides, like, if the ghost was in there, like, that's not like a cute doll name. Well, I mean, you know, the doll comes from like the '40s and '50s. That's like a common name. Hey, but yeah, but they're still not like dolls today that are named like Jeff the doll. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fair. <clears throat> fair. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. I, we digress. <laughs> she went to an exorcism. She couldn't perform this. She doesn't have her power of the self. But she still got she got brought along either way. At some point in the night, I catch a look that she gives my friend, and that that shows that she is not at all comfortable. I didn't learn all what I'm about to to say until a few years later. She apparently saw some really messed up stuff there and went home. She later asked my friend if someone had used a Ouija board there, which at the time neither knew about the ritual before. The friends didn't know about the ritual, so she, her asking is kind of out of the ordinary. Sally ends up dating my cousin, and of course, upon learning that she has this special or cursed power, depending on how you look at it, he, of course, wants to bring her down to take a look at the basement. When he tried to bring her down there within seconds, she was immediately swamped with so much negative, evil energy that she not only had to leave the basement, she had to leave the house and would never return again. Lucky for my cousin, they were already in the process of moving, so it wasn't much of an issue. She told a story that my cousin and her went out to a, quote, uh, to a, quote, haunted place and brought one of those static EVP or whatever they're called. So they're, uh, she could either be talking about one of two different tools. One is your typical uh, recorder that records white noise. Usually you want to, and usually you want to, no, that's a spirit box. So the thing I'm talking about is just a typical recorder that records white noise, but usually you want to record it on a physical object, not a digital, because the physicals, you're likely going to get more as, it's a whole then she could be talking about the spirit box, which is what you're talking about, which is like the tick, 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 and it cycles through uh, radio stations and picks up words and stuff like that. Could be that as well. Yeah, exactly. Math is death. So they had that, whatever they were called, and then they walked in and they heard some things on it. And then apparently things started swarming out of the trees and everything Whoa. and noticed that she could apparently see them. Again, she's seeing this with her, her spirit vision or whatever. And upon realizing this, the EVP started saying over and over again, she can see us. She can see us. She can see us. So now it's, it's clearly a spirit box. Um, so that's creepy. Since then, Sally swears that my cousin must have at some point tried to contact something much worse on his own. Woof. As I mentioned, I became a skeptic and still largely am one to this day. But listening to Chiluminati podcast got me interested in this stuff again. It is a lot harder to be a skeptic when you have a friend that you know for a fact isn't lying and uh, to, to you saying they can see this stuff. It would be rather rude of me to just straight up say to her face, what you're seeing isn't real since I'm not the one seeing it. I leave the paranormal stuff alone for the most part besides that and my discovering of this podcast. I wish I had had some recordings and pictures to show of that time, and perhaps I might be able to get some from my cousin and have an update. I tried to, to the best of my knowledge to recall everything accurately without any embellishment. As I said, I myself am a skeptic person, so if any commentators want to take a piece of the story, feel free, and if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them, as I'm sure I left out some stuff and maybe didn't have a clear timeline of events or something. I hope at the very least that if anyone read this, you all... Uh, enjoyed a part of my life, uh, part of my life story that I don't know if I will ever tell many people due to feelings of embarrassment about it. Again, though, this was given permission to read, so don't think that nobody's gonna so read. names were changed. Can I tell you, um, just let you know how frightening this actually all is? 
Alex, not just five minutes ago, made a joke about naming a doll Jeff. Everyone should just take the time to go Google Jeff the Killer Doll and oh, just God. be aware. Jeff as in G-E-O or J-E-F? As in J-E-F-F. -F, oh, no. As in, doll. as in the fact that there's Jeff the Killer and oh, now God, there's Jeff doll. the Killer Dolls. He's a creepy. So there you go. He's a creepypasta. Oh, good. Yep. Jeff the Killer is a creepypasta. Yeah. So Jeff the Killer Doll is things that people are making. So. Who good times? Alex, you were wrong. People love making dolls named it's, Jeff that are crazy. I think I was so right. It's crazy that it's like the least cute <laughs> doll that there is. Yeah. So there you go. It is. It's pretty. I hideous. never want to see uh, that but doll going, ever again. Going back to this story, like, it's, to me, is a cautionary tale of just stop messing with things that you're like, oh, well, we just figured we'd do it on our own. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, no. Have <laughs> parental that. guidance suggestions. You'd be like, Wicca. Parental guidance suggested is what it should say. Because <laughs> even if even if none of it's real, right, you're still kind of going in with this thought of, like, things could potentially go wrong. You're messing with things you don't fully understand. And your brain can do a lot of funky things if you convince it enough. Sure. That can be dangerous. It's wild. But that's that's our Halloween stories for this year, everybody. Oh, my God. Love to see all There's some friggin' good ones. This is like a home run episode of really good, I hope this keeps stories. a few of you up at night. Is what I hope. I hope a few of you are just scared enough. I'm definitely going to be thinking about that Body Snatcher story again. That shit is fucked up. The Body up. Snatcher one is the creme de la creme of creepy shit. Oh, man. Because you if that's why, true, if they, if they cleared it with all their family, and this is like a six-person person account, like people saw this stuff, what do you do? I just think, I just think the, the way it was sold... Because it was like, and then the smile got wider and wider. Like that, that's a good, like that's a good story, like well written creep story. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like the baby looking over the shoulder and asking what that is, mommy. Too, that's a creepy one. That was such a great like little pat, like a, a short a little perfect campfire. Yeah, campfire and a good night story where the horror is never really seen except for. I guess the boy saw the the eye missing stuff. I but. don't like the idea of walking into a place and it's like, oh well, it's set up for Halloween, but also witchcraft. Yeah, I don't like also, that either. We gotta do it. We gotta do some kind of seance or ceremony or ritual. Here's the thing: I I would not like. I feel like in order for someone to truly be in the moment of that, you have to believe. Would I'd poo poo on all Zach like, Bagan style. Would you stuff? witness it? I'd witness it. I'd actually be like, there's a ghost here. Would you do a lockdown? Punch Mathis in the would dick. You do <laughs> no, don't throw. No, don't have him punch me. I'd be like, punch, punch the dick, ghost. Would you do like a science-based equipment, ghost equipment lockdown? Sure, but but it would have to be science-based equipment, and most ghost hunting equipment's like We would static. use just the bare Audio, video. Few, uh, audio, video, motion. and maybe some heat Some heat camera. I want to do like the connect thing where the-, where yeah. the <laughs> oh, yeah. Where the body like, <laughs> the floats around. Tracking I want thing. that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. No, but um, we only need like uh, like three or four audio recorders, three or four cameras for key spots, and like that's really I it. Would if just, you want to just do lockdown, I would love to do like a Ouija board thing where <sighs> I don't, I don't want to fuck with Ouija. I'm in. They're not real. I'm in. They're sold at toy stores. <laughs> it's not that a real matter. thing. Matter. It just because something matters. gets mass marketed for money doesn't make it not dangerous. I clean my floor who, who with poison, Jesse. Think about it. I clean my floor with poison. <laughs> Ouija Think board about it. is made by what company? Mattel, I'm pretty sure. Mattel! Mattel! You telling me 
But, oh but my god. Reverse, but is that reverse it? Started? Reverse it. And then what does it say? Latam? Latam? Let him go. Let Get it? Let him go. Let, let the him go. go. Let him go. It's bad. It's let bad it stuff. Follow the, follow the trail, guys. Follow Happy Halloween. Trail. Also, wait. Is it is it five days from now you guys are going to come see us in Boston? Is that what's up? Five HilluminatiPod.com is where you bought your yeah. tickets, right? That's good. Just right? confirming. Five days. You guys going to come hang out with us? Just confirming. Love to see it. Live show, beers, yeah. 7 p.m. Oh, no. 10 p.m. all uh, It is actually Hasbro. It's Hasbro. Okay. I thought which, it was Michelle for some reason. Here's the thing. They, the, new, the new ones they sell now come in like creepy boxes. Oh, yeah. Okay, but if you look at Hasbro backwards, that's Orb Ah. Also, that's also, what you see. If you see an orb ah, floating by, you ah! yeah. Also, <laughs> shut up, everyone. This is how you know this is all fake. There is a Stranger Things Ouija board. Stranger Things branded? <laughs> is it like What's Christmas it lights? Yes. Capitalism, baby. That's what this is. That's the most demonic Don't thing of all. Don't use that one. That's the one that's going to like summon like some like the, 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 the ghost of just crawls out of the yeah. board. Where did Ouija boards come from let's see ouija board itself was created and named in baltimore maryland 1890 but the use of talking boards was so common in 1886 that news reported the phenomenon taking over the spiritualist camps in ohio so it's like a standardized version of like just like a spiritualist camps in ohio my (laughs) my home you got nothing to do out there yeah that's really true they are it was either drinking or eating or spiritual camps those are the only options i feel good yeah it was created in 1890 uh it's a non-thing, but I love that people are like, ah. it opens gateways to hell, and I'm like, all right. So what ended up happening was in 1890, so it was created initially as a talking board in uh, in the 1800s. In 1890, uh, businessman Elijah Bond patented the planchette specifically, and then he sold it with a board, and that's what became what is being sold. So it's technically the bland, the planchette, the little curse. Elijah Bond? Patented. And, and did his Bond. family get money from the recent movie Ouija, Origin of Evil? <laughs> that's very. That's an interesting question. I do not know. Um, but they received a patent back then. Uh, and in 1901, Fold started production of his own boards under the name Ouija, which was another person. So yeah, late in the late 1890s, early 1900s, they were so popular. People were like, let's just make some money. Patent the planchette, patent the board, sell some things. But out in the Midwest is where it originated. You know it. Good times. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. We hope to see you in five days, October 30th, chaluminatipod.com. Be there. Be square. In person. Hell yeah. We love you guys very much. And the next episode after this is the wrap-up of Ted Bundy Bundy, three, baby. And then after this, I think... I think Alex. It's about an Alex. It's It's, about about Alex time time again. I'll I'll make some stupid bullshit for you guys to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, you don't make it up. You find weird shit online that is like buried i'll find so, i'll find some, i'll find something that's worth talking about for an hour even always, even for jesse you always do i'll I, I my goal is to never waste jesse's time so hopefully hopefully i don't do that too much what <laughs> do you, you think about those stairs jesse <laughs> that's the goal what do you think about the staircase <laughs> what staircase what <laughs> the special miracle staircase that was built by a by a carpenter <laughs> the episode we did like two episodes ago <laughs> The spiral staircase. God's, yeah, no, it was fine. God's stairs. I, it was, I think it we was can... so, it was like, by the time we were done, I was like, oh, it's just stairs. <laughs> like, hey, you know. He forgot it even happened. 
He's yeah, like, it was like, about? all right, yeah, they just made stairs. The last episode like, you did, Andrew old. WK? Uh, That's the only <laughs> – the Andrew WK one's the only one that I was like, this is <laughs> this is real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Andrew WK one, we still get people. Andrew WK, we still get people talking about constantly. I just think he's a weird dude, one. but, like, I also like that it, that's like, wow, he's really weird. It goes weird. so deep. Yeah, no, it's wild. I'm, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find something equally deep. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open your I eyes. I don't believe that – I don't I need to, think I need to, you will, but all watch right. Watch me. I need to take a break from reading about serial killers, so please watch me. do anything. I'm watch down. me. Thank you, thank you guys so much for listening. I love this fucking show. Uh, we'll see you guys in five days in Boston. Jesse, Alex, as always, thanks for watching, and, and for, thanks for being a part of this, not watching. As always, if you enjoyed it, <laughs> go to uh, review us on iTunes or wherever you go. I don't know what you're doing with your tongues you guys can't see it but they're just doing weird <laughs> sexual tongue motions to an invisible ghost what? in front of that wasn't sexual that was like a frog yeah that was bug like a frog listen all right anyway <laughs> you can uh go review <laughs> us we're almost at a thousand reviews on itunes uh if you want to talk to us you could do so on twitter i'm at math this games jesse's at jesse cox and alex is at fossey on aa into the podcast itself is chaluminati pod I can't look at you. Uh, over Chilumini Pod at subreddit as well. Drop your stories if you want us to read them on one of our special reading stories from you guys' episodes. Just make sure you clearly title it. If you if there's a huge influx of these stories, we'll do this type of episode more often because it's super easy and it's super fun. Yeah, this is such an easy, like a, a fun, easy way to kind of. I really, yeah, I really enjoy just getting stuff. the stories. So it's completely selfish enterprise for me, but I, I would love to do more. So if, yeah, so write your stories. Would, We're looking for more. Yes, we are or doing ideally if we can get there one or two, like one a month or one every other month would be super yeah. dope. Um, we love you guys. We will uh, we will see you guys five days. Somerville, one theater, 7 p.m. Chillingunitedpod.com. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye.